Shake it out, head to toe. Throw it all together, that's how we roll. Do the hoe down, hoe down. Do the throw down, throw down. Hello, hello, hello. It's season three. I cannot believe it. It is so crazy. It is crazy because this is like, um, I think there were only three seasons of Lizzie McGuire. There were only four seasons of Hannah Montana. Yeah. It's kind of like we're getting <laughs> into it, you know? Yeah, I'm excited for the season ahead. Me too. I think that we're going to have a lot of new surprises. Mm-hmm. I think that also as we've kept doing the pod, our voice has become more clear. Like I feel mm-hmm. like when we talk, like I'm way more confident yeah. and we have like a really good rapport mm-hmm. and a style yeah. and just things we like to do. And I think that it seems to resonate with y'all because mm-hmm. it, I feel like our podcast is a place where people can just listen and enjoy themselves and feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. It's not like a thing where you have to put a lot of like your emotional energy towards yeah yeah which can be really a nice release Mm -hmm. especially that's why like we love these movies so much because they're such a comfort so it's always like so wonderful whenever we get reviews or dms saying that like we're like a comfort show for them or like we help people de-stress like that means so much to us i'm like that's exactly what we're going for so yeah on that note shall we get into our first movie of season three oh yeah We picked this movie, I would say we were looking to blast off with a banger, Mm -hmm. and it's the only, after the Lizzie McGuire movie, it's the only other, like, theatrical release that Disney did from a series. Yes, I believe so. I don't think that they've done another one since. Yeah, I don't think so. But today we're doing 2009's Hannah Montana, the movie. Wow, wow, Mm -hmm. wow. Mm -hmm. I assume you saw this in theaters, as I did. I can't remember. Like I, I'm racking my brain, and I know that I must have seen it. Like undoubtedly, because I really loved Hannah Montana. Mm -hmm. But I guess I was 13 when this came out. Yeah, yeah. I just don't know. Yeah, I do remember. I remember seeing it in theaters. I don't think I've watched it since, though. I genuinely think I only saw it in theaters. I don't think I had it on DVD, but I did love Hannah Montana. Mm -hmm. I remember like so vividly when the show was coming out. Oh, I was freaking out. I had to ask my mother, like, can I please have control over the TV for this 30 minute period so I can watch the pilot episode of Hannah Montana? Because it was so like hyped on the Disney Channel. When Hannah pumped that ketchup on her hand. On Corbin Blue's hand. (laughs) On fucking Corbin Blue. I was shook. Mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. shook. No, it was it was truly a moment. She also had a different wig in the pilot because I rewatched it fairly recently. I think I started mm. watching a couple of old episodes last year, and she has like kind of like feathery layers. Yeah, she doesn't have yeah. the bangs and everything yet. Um, but gosh, it was so good. I remember seeing her like rotating closet. I was mm. like, she lives in. I was so jealous. Like I yeah. wanted to be. Hannah Montana or I want to be Miley really Mm -hmm. let's talk numbers baby let's do it so obviously it was 
series to movie pipeline, mm-hmm. $30 million budget, pretty modest, mm-hmm. $155.5 in the box office. My God. Look at that return. Smash success. Yeah, it was it was huge. And initially, it was actually set to be like the finale of Hannah Montana. Like they weren't going to do another season of the show afterwards. Yeah, because that would make sense. Yeah. given But why make sense? Given the, <laughs> the plot of this movie, it would make a lot of sense. But no, they... Travis doesn't even come back in the fourth season. Like I don't even I know, know if they mention him. Yeah, I don't think they do, honestly. And like neither does Lorelai. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She disappears. Robbie Ray, single dad once again. Bye-bye. Although actually, does Robbie Ray date anyone in the last season? I don't even remember. I can't remember the last season. I know he like dates uh, Lily's mom at one point. Oh yeah, Heather Locklear I think plays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have a fight. They have a fight about tarragon or something. Yes, yeah. She's like, oh, I have a better recipe. It has tarragon or something. Yeah. But in the beginning of this movie, a different yeah. woman plays <laughs> Lily's mom. Fully different people. Never seen him before. Crazy. Yeah. I Gosh, now that I think about it, shock of my life when I was a kid and I found out that Jason Earls was 30. <gasps> shock of my yeah. life, too. Yeah. Yeah. That was fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The movie, though, was shot only 20 minutes away from Miley's hometown. Mm-hmm. And I did some, like, looking up, looking up as in mm-hmm. I read part of her Wikipedia, yeah. but... Yeah, I was surprised to find out she's actually from Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. And her accent is her accent. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not fake. I think that's one of the endearing things about Miley Cyrus slash Hannah Montana. I think we liked her because it felt like a girl who we would be friends with. And oh, like, totally, yeah. She was super relatable. She wasn't popular. She didn't have magical powers. Mm-hmm. Like, it just felt very much like... And she's so, like, funny and, like, weird mm-hmm. and, like, quirky. Whereas I love Hillary, but I think she was more, like, reserved, kind of, like, shy, like, mm-hmm. finding herself. Miley's really confident. She's always cracking a joke. She always has something to say. Yeah, definitely. It kind of feels like, um, now that I think about it, uh, the premise of Hannah Montana is kind of like where we like kind of end up with Lizzie McGuire in the Lizzie McGuire <gasps> movie where she's normal, Holy normal shit. girl by day, pop star by night. That's really crazy. Yeah. Uh, initially, they were also going to call her Alexis, Texas. That was the name. Hannah Montana's better. Yeah. Yeah. And um, Alexis, Texas. <laughs> And Miley's character was initially named, like, Kate something, but uh, they renamed her Miley once they cast Miley. Mm -hmm. Um, And the origin for the name Miley, because that's not her name. Her name is Destiny Hope, as we all know. Um, But she had the nickname Miley because she was always smiling, and it was Smiley Miley. And we have a little reference to that in this movie, which I thought was really cute. Mm -hmm. Travis says that. A really awkward (laughs) reference. Like... Remember what we used to call you? Smiling Miley. Miley. <laughs> Always smiling. And she's like, yeah, I remember. It's super weird. <laughs> were you were you a Travis fan? Were you a Lucas Till fan in the day? So I definitely must have. I Okay. Well, I do remember having dreams about Jake Ryan. Mm. Right? That's the blonde yeah. guy's name. Okay. I remember specifically having dreams about him. I also had a lot of dreams 
where Hannah Montana was like there, like we were mm. eating at a restaurant and <laughs> yeah. stuff like that. And I, I would wake up and be like, oh my God, like I wish that was my life. <laughs> but when I was watching this movie at the beginning, I was like, I guess he's like cute, but I just don't see it. And then later on, when he get, shows up for the date, I was like, yeah, uh, like ladies, <laughs> a young man will never, I would say like, your your daughter will never go on a date with like a, a kind young man who actually brings her flowers. Like yeah. that's just unrealistic shit, you know. He's like combing his hair in the window of the restaurant. I was like, oh he my god. He cares about his appearance. Yeah. He wants to be respectful. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's fiction. Yeah. <laughs> certainly, certainly not any boys that I went to high school with. But um, yeah, I do remember. Not really caring that much about him in this movie, but I did love him mm-hmm. in the You Belong With Me music video of Miss Taylor Swift, who we will oh, talk about later. Yes. <laughs> yes. I also think Taylor looks so pretty in that music video mm-hmm. with her like brunette wig. And it's funny because I feel like when she has the blonde curly hair, she's like, oh, I'm such a girl I'm next so door. so sweet and demure. So sweet. But then when she puts on the dark brunette wig, I'm like, She's like beautiful. Like I think Taylor Striking, Swift is like yeah. super gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you would have been popular in school. Like, don't fuck with me. Yo, yeah. Don't fucking lie <laughs> to my face. Yes, yeah, so, uh, we have we have a lovely little Taylor cameo later on that we'll talk about. But before we get into the film, let's do a couple of reviews. I think yes. So first up, we have a review from V Rhodes. It sounds like an author name or something, like by V. Rose. Yeah. I like it. So in your review, you mentioned a couple of names. You mentioned, you know, Amanda, Hillary, mm-hmm. Lindsay. Mm-hmm. And so we did a little brainstorming, and we decided to pick for your montage song, Rumors by Lindsay Lohan. Now, I don't know if you're a dancer, but I'm feeling very inspired by, like, those dance movies of the 2000s and I think this is like a training montage right so you're like in a dance studio you know you have the wall of mirrors you have like your track pants and you have like your uh, like hoodie on you tie up your hair and you're like okay I'm gonna fucking nail this routine you put down the jukebox you press play we hear rumors as you are uh, not jukebox uh, (laughs) boombox Boombox. <laughs> you put down an entire jukebox. <laughs> you put down the jukebox. You're dead. <laughs> it was too heavy. A boom, a boom box. You put down the boom box. You're practicing this routine. Maybe you're kind of like missing a couple steps and you're getting frustrated, but you're like, you know what? I'm going to dial in. I'm going to be in the zone. And we see you just going like, huh, huh, hitting all the moves. So our next montage is for Rezjid. I think that's how it's pronounced. So we gave you Everywhere by Fleetwood Mac. You mentioned that you like to listen to the podcast when you were driving and running. And you think that Everywhere is just a great driving song. Mm. And I'm thinking for this montage, maybe you're driving to a campsite maybe you're going camping and you're kind of doing like a solo trip maybe you have a pet dog or something and the dog is with you and you're driving down the road admiring the view you get to your spot that you always go to you set up your camp 
you know, climb up to the roof of your car and you lay down and you just look up at the stars and you take in the beauty of the scenery and your dog is just like man's best friend and you're hanging out and taking the in the wonders of the earth. That sounds so relaxing. Yeah, that's just a little <laughs> bit about me. <laughs> so next up, we have a review from Troy. And for you, we decided to pick the song Teenage Dream by Miss Catherine Perry. Um, I actually don't know if her full name is Catherine, but <laughs> but Katy Perry. Miss Katy Herring. <laughs> we decided to pick the song because um, you kind of talked about, you know, staying up late with your best friends. It's like a throwback vibe. And I see this montage as you and your best pals going to... A carnival in the summer so you get like some cotton candy maybe you get some popcorn or a corn dog whatever your kind of like fair food of choice is you get like a slushy because it's a hot day got to stay cool you ride the ride you do some of those like games where you try and knock all the bottles over you and your friends are just having the absolute best time and as the sun sets you take a nice little ferris wheel ride and just take in the sights enjoying this lovely summer night it's everything is like youthful and exciting and you're just having a great time the next review we have is for wow, I don't know if I just don't know how to pronounce names. Matilde, Matilda. I've heard it pronounced both ways before, so either Matilde or Matilda. Okay. Matilde or Matilda. We did stalk your Instagram a bit. Mm-hmm. You're very fashionable. I saw you also yeah. got into a, like a fashion slash marketing program. So congrats on that. Yeah, congratulations. We picked death by a thousand cuts because we were inspired by a cake that was on your instagram and it had like a lyric from the man and i was like a a swift fan in the midst perhaps Mm. so this might start out a little dark but bear with me so in this montage i picture you're ripping down posters you're taking books off the shelves you're like this is my ex's crap and i'm packing it all up and it it's like you are just beyond happy to be getting this stuff out of your apartment and you like pack it up in a box. You're going through and you're like, you finally, you tape it all up. You know, you're going to like ship it out. You look around and you see your, your mementos and like your things. And it's, you know, your homeostasis is like restored and you're really breathing in having your own space and appreciating your own style and you maybe like go and you put a picture that you have back up and you put a fucking lamp that you had to put away because they didn't like it Mm. and you're like I'm back you know I love that I love it thank you so much everybody for the wonderful reviews uh, we are actually pretty close to being caught up. Yes. And uh, if you would like a shout out in our next episode for us to pick a song for you, be sure to leave us a five-star written review on Apple Podcasts. Yeah. And if you have any idea of certain artists you like or anything like that, DM us. We're always open to hearing a little bit more about you. And on that note, let's get into it. 
so we open up the film to just crowds storming mm-hmm. uh i think it's actually the forum is where they shot this opening scene oh but yeah we see all these crowds going up for a concert meanwhile inside we see robbie ray cyrus not cyrus stewart stewart they are the stewart family in this Robbie Ray. Robbie Ray Stewart, played by Billy Ray Cyrus, Mm -hmm. staring at what we think at first is Hannah, Hannah Montana, because we see her wig, but it's actually the mannequin that the wig is sitting on because, oh my God, Hannah's not there. Outside the stadium, however, we see Miley and her best gal pal, Lily, pushing their way through the crowds. They get up to the box office. They're like, Miley Stewart and Lily Truscott? Prescott. Truscott. Yeah, Truscott. Truscott, yeah, with a T. We're on the list, and the box office lady is like, LOL, nice try. You can't fool me. (laughs) I'm not looking at the list. (laughs) I actually burned it. So the lady then shoos them away, and Miley spots a golf cart, like one of those security cart things that they have at Mm -hmm. venues and whatnot. So they decide to drive it through the tunnels in the stadium. (laughs) You kill? I thought you I thought you went in here. I didn't see you. I thought there was like a rat behind you or something. (laughs) Yeah. Like I'm gonna I will leave. It's just my boyfriend. (laughs) Oh it's not a rat. It's worse. It's my boyfriend. Oh Sorry, my gosh. Um, yeah, so they, they drive this cart through the tunnels in the stadium. The security guard is chasing them, but she does eventually make it after causing, you know, a lot of damage to various damage people firings. and uh, props. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she makes it to the dressing room. We see a pre show montage. Yeah, a beautiful montage of, like, get ready with me, mm. double life, I have a concert. Yeah. Lily helps her pick out a crazy outfit. <laughs> it's, like, the whole shebang. Mm-hmm. Lily's, like, yeah, I've just dedicated my life to Miley. Yeah. I do think it's very unhealthy. She does not get paid for basically being an assistant. No. She, like, I'm sure that they are good friends, but I – it's so clear how many sacrifices she makes for Miley. Like, yeah, it's crazy. So they finish her hair and makeup and Robbie is like, it's showtime, darling. So Miley walks down the hall. She's about to be fucking ejected <laughs> up into the, the stage. And when her dad is like, it's your turn to do the dishes tonight. And she's like, ah, oh. and I'm like, you don't have a dishwasher in your multi-million dollar Malibu house? Yeah, yeah you do. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, You're full of shit. I'm pretty sure I can recall scenes of somebody loading that dishwasher in the show. Absolutely. He's like, darling, you asked for a normal life. And then she pops up onto the stage and she's like, you have the best of both worlds. Uh, classic song. Gotta have the theme song in there. We see this, like, whole montage of her performing it on stage. We see her, like, basically shooting the music video for it. It's on a beach. There's this one, like, really weird moment, though, where she gets hit in the head with, like, a coconut. And she has, like, a little... Can't tell if that's staged. Yeah, it's, like, a little dream sequence moment where she's singing it with, like, a bunch of hula dancers. Yeah, and she's doing, like, hula movements. I'm, like, she was hit in the head with a coconut. Is this her, like... 
not coma dream, but like concussion <laughs> yeah. vision. Like what's happening here? Mm-hmm. Then we kind of go back into the song. They're finishing up the song, except like the the record, because apparently they're playing this off of like a live, like a record player starts skipping. And then they're like, okay, cut. We'll fix it in post. That's a wrap. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> they finish up the shoot. And the director thanks Hannah as she heads into her little tent dressing room. And by little, I mean huge. It's like massive. Hannah is about to revert to Miley and notices a man in her clothing rack. What the fuck? This is a 16-year-old. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. So obviously Miley screams and he's like, Oh, no, I'm just here to say hi. Like, my girls love you, da-da-da. He asks her if he can ask her some quick questions and get a photo. And she's like, of course, of course. (laughs) Sorry, why didn't you say that in the first place? It's so fine. I'm like, stop her. She's naive. This is a peeping Tom. So weird. Yeah. In her dressing room as a minor. Mm -hmm. I don't like that. Yeah. So Vita, her publicist, comes in and she's like, Hannah, stop. And she's like, no, 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 Vita, it's fine. And she's like, hi, Oswald. Mm. Suddenly this random stranger has a British accent (laughs) and he is chief sleaze of Bon Chic magazine, Britain's most notorious tabloid. And he's like, I would love to do a cover feature with (laughs) Hannah. But Vita's like, what he really means is a career-ending expose. Mm. And what's the name of the actress who plays Vita? Vanessa Williams. Yes. I am, like, currently re-watching Ugly Betty for, like, the zillionth time. Oh, yeah. So Vanessa Williams is very top of mind for me at the moment. Wasn't she, like, the first black Miss America? I think she was, yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool to have her mm-hmm. on the movie. Yeah. Vita tells Oswald that Miley – just kidding – Hannah is a country girl living her dream, and he's like, okay, you can't blame me for trying, and he leaves, but he leaves his digital camera behind, and I'm like, sir, that's illegal. Yep. Absolutely, you cannot leave your active camcorder in a teenage girl's dressing room. It does really surprise me that they chose to make this, like – through line like i guess yeah like they want it the- could have at least been a green room i don't i don't know it's just really icky <laughs> it's also weird because this ends up being like a very small factor like him and his paparazzi shit yeah are not a major part of the movie like no. if the whole if his whole thing was just erased from the movie there would still be a movie. Yeah, it doesn't really up the stakes all that much because you kind of forget about it and then he shows up and you're like, oh yeah, I guess that guy's trying to expose her. But they just evade him so easily every time. So every time. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. So Vita's like, you know, Hannah, did he see anything? And Miley's like, I don't think so. And she says that she can't speak to anyone unless she's there because she's her publicist. And she's like, we have to make sure your little secret stays a secret. And then sits on the camera. Hannah is like, you know, sometimes I wish I could just be Hannah all the time. So after they leave, Oswald sneaks in to get his little camera. Of course, he hears them talking about a secret, but 
he doesn't get anything else, no sound, no footage, because Vita sat on the camera. Mm-hmm. And of course, at that moment, he gets a call from his boss asking for the scoop on Hannah. Her cover is all ready. They just need a secret to go with it. So you better find out every sordid detail of her glamorous life. I don't know why they're British. But they are. They well, I think are. it's supposed to be a parody of, like, The Sun or The Daily Mail. It's supposed to be like that. Oh, is The Sun a British mm-hmm. thing? Yeah, it's a British tabloid. Yeah. So cut to Miley getting hit in the face by a volleyball because we kind of go from this woman, Lucinda, being like, her glamorous life. And then she's like, Push. So Miley's laying on the floor. Eventually she gets up. I'm like, relax. Everyone gets hit in the face in gym class. Vita pulls Miley out of class and she's like, Beyonce got double pneumonia, had to drop out of the New York Music Awards. Hannah is booked and blessed. And they're walking down the hallway, you know, just totally in her own world. And Lily comes out into the hallway and she's like, hey, Miley, I have my birthday party tonight. Don't forget. And Miley's like... Minor Hannah emergency. I'll be back soon. The Hannah emergency is that she's like, I need to get a new outfit for the New York Music Awards. Wouldn't she have a stylist to do that? It sounds like (laughs) she's two boots on the ground. Like she needs to let people do their job, delegate. She needs to hire like La Roach, have somebody else take care of it. Get your education. But no, instead they have to go shopping. So they walk through what I assume is supposed to be like Beverly Hills Mm -hmm. and, you know, they get some clothes. Hannah feels kind of uncomfortable about the fact that she got all this stuff for free, which, you know, it's true because she obviously can afford it. But Vita says that she's paying them in publicity um, and she can have whatever she wants. And of course, while they're shopping, they are being tailed by Oswald. Meanwhile, back at school, Robbie Ray and Jackson have shown up to pick her up because Jackson is going off to college and obviously wants to say goodbye to his sister. So shopping part two, everyone is flipping out over Hannah. They're like, oh, Miss Montana, look at this this jewel, this diamond. Like, Mm -hmm. do you want this color shoe or that color shoe? Why don't you take both? And Hannah finally noticed the time because someone has put a watch in front of her. And she's like, I have to go on her way out, notices a pair of shoes. And she's like, oh, Lily would love those. I have to get them. You're telling me you got out of school early, Mm -hmm. went shopping, didn't even think once before you absolutely had to leave immediately to get shoes for your friend. Also, why are you waiting until the day of your friend's birthday party to get her a present? I just have some questions. You're Hannah Montana. Like, you can make things happen. She could have gotten her the new iPhone. Like, I don't even fucking know. Mm -hmm. So many things. She could have been like, you're going to Paris with me. Yeah. I don't even know. Yeah. But yeah, so she didn't get her friend a gift, her best friend, supposedly. Mm -hmm. Miley, Miley, Hannah, we all know. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Goes over to the shoe stand and picks up this shoe, and who's there? Tyra Banks. And if Mm -hmm. you have watched a single cycle of America's (laughs) Next Top Model, you know that Tyra Banks will strike the fear of God into your soul. Absolutely. So they get into this, like, pissing match of, oh, this is my size. No, this is my best friend's size. Like, oh, it's my best friend's birthday. 
I need to have the shoes. Do you even know who I am? Well, obviously, you know who I am. It's like, oh, God. And I was like, okay, in 2022, that is true, though. Like, everyone would know who Miley Cyrus is. Mm -hmm. And if you're younger, you might not know who Tyra Banks is. But Tyra literally throws this 16-year-old girl over a couch. (laughs) Yeah. And like MMA style. She's like that's throws crazy. her like a doll. <laughs> yeah. That is crazy. Mm-hmm. Oswald's there. He's taking photos of the fight. Hannah practically decapitates Tyra when she throws one of the heels. And the heel like stabs into the wall. Yeah. Like next to Tyra's head. I'm like, that's manslaughter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a, what that is. That's aggravated assault with a deadly weapon right there. Yes. Miley misses a call from her dad and Lily. She finally gets out of the shoe store. She's telling Vita there's no way her dad will get over her missing saying goodbye to Jackson. And I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like, you should have been there. You should have said, hey, Vita, you know, I trust the stylist. I'm sure she'll have something great for me to wear Mm -hmm. at the music awards. Yeah. Hey, could we call... Uh, Mr. Tom Ford, maybe? Does he have anything cool for me? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Could we call Versace? Could we call Prada? Yeah. Anything good? No, I'll go to a random fucking boutique and buy my own. <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense, people. Also, I feel like somebody, if if we're going to buy into the level, like the caliber of fame and acclaim that they're selling us on that Hannah has, because it's not mm-hmm. like she's just like a teeny bopper. Supposedly, she's like the biggest pop star in the world. Yeah. We would liken her to what? Like an Ariana Grande of today? I, I mean, I think that Miley Cyrus in general is like really, really famous. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I would say Ariana, if you wanted, was Ariana at the Met Gala? Not this year. She's gone before, though. That's crazy. Yeah. So if she's, let's say she's like a, a pop princess of today, she's like Ariana Grande. Mm-hmm. Do you think that Ariana Grande is like going into physical stores to like find outfits to wear to an award show? Mm-mm. No. I feel like the last time I saw her in public, and by saw, I mean someone got her picture, was like when she was dating Pete Davidson. Yeah. She's been super, super private, um, especially since she got married. But, um, yeah, she also Hannah would probably likely be in some sort of a contract with a designer. Yeah, can't fool me, Disney. Things just don't be making sense. No, they don't. So Hannah and Vita get into the car. This is where we learn that Miley didn't even manage to get those shoes. So not only is she late, not <laughs> only did she miss her brother going to college, but she also did not get her best friend a birthday party, a birthday party, a birthday yeah. present. So, as they're driving, she's literally about to take off her wig when she notices that Oswald is in the car behind them. And obviously, she can't get out of the car looking like Miley, but she also can't show up to Lily's birthday party looking like Hannah because that's going to cause a whole spectacle. And that's when we get a quick cut to Lily's Sweet 16 party, and it is insane. It's huge. Huge. I have to imagine... And this isn't a diss to Lily, but I do have to imagine that either the Stewarts paid for mm-hmm. this or Miley had some sort of connection because in previous episodes, it's made pretty clear that um, Lily isn't like affluent. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that like Miley paid for this party would be my guess. 
Yeah. Um, it's like at the it's at the pier. They have like a Ferris wheel and like there's a there's a fucking half pipe and there's like cake and presents and like the whole shebang. There's a stage for somebody to perform on. Um, so it's it's huge. Back in the car, Miley gets another call from Lily asking where she is, and Miley is like, Yeah, I'm almost there, I'm almost there. She then gets a call from her dad being like, where are you? We're about to cut the cake. And she's like, wrong number, bye, and hangs up on him. Very awesome. Mm-hmm. Cut to the party. Lily's parents are like, oh, you know, where's Miley? Oliver and Rico are chatting. Oliver's like, why is there a hole in the cake? Spoiler alert. Rico's like, it's for sparklers and a banner. And I'm like, <laughs> I forgot what a menace to society Rico is. <laughs> Truly. Yeah. I also forgot just how out of control Mitchell Mitchell Musso's hair was at this point. <laughs> My fucking word. Just so long and You're so, so right. swoopy. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I was re-watching a couple of episodes from season one last night. And his hair is not that long. It's, like, pretty short. It's, you know, pretty contained. But it gets out of control. It's almost like he's wearing, like, a hood. Yeah. (laughs) It's crazy. So Hannah's limo races to the pier. Oswald's tailing her. Lily is skating on a half pipe Mm -hmm. that's at her party, her multi-million dollar party. (laughs) And this cute guy catches her. But then the guy turns and he's like, Hannah Montana, let's go of Lily. Lily comes crashing down. That guy was also in um, 90210. Oh, my gosh. He is the one who got Adriana pregnant. Whoa. Spoiler alert. (laughs) So, yeah, Miley, as Hannah Montana comes into the party, everyone swarms Hannah. Game over. Nothing else matters. Mm -hmm. And... She's like, I'm here for my number one fan, Lily Truscott. Like, it's her birthday. No one's listening. They want an autograph. They want to hear her sing. Miley tries to tell Lily that she's really sorry and she'll make it up to her. And Lily's like, you will never be able to make this up to me. A helicopter is flying over the party, Mm -hmm. recording Hannah. The guests carry her to the stage and they're like, crazy crazy and hannah sings let's get crazy she's like let's get crazy (laughs) and um yeah it's kind of like lily's fucked and doesn't get to have her birthday it's all it's the hannah show now so she decides to book it out of the party but on her way out she bumps into oswald who's like oh you know hannah is it true that she's 40? Is it true that she lip syncs, that she grew up that in Nashville? That would be a funny rumor. <laughs> yeah, that she's 40. Um, but Lily's like, no, she didn't grow up in Nashville. More like in a cornfield in Crowley Corners. Uh. And he's like, how do you spell that? And she looks back at Miley on stage and she's like, just like it sounds and storms off. So that's not good. Not great. Then Robbie Ray tells Oliver to light the cake to stop Lily from leaving. Rico is like, no, 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 it's not ready. But Oliver lights it anyways. It explodes all over everybody. Perfect. And that is the last time we see Oliver and Rico for the rest of the film. In the entire movie. (laughs) It seems like this was a contract that they were like, Mm -hmm. no, like I need to be in the movie. And they were like, Mm -hmm. fine. 
Here. Sure. We'll throw you a fucking bone. I am surprised that they didn't like fly Oliver out to Tennessee like with Lily. Like that would have made sense. Yeah. For like the whole gang to be there. They really did make the movie about Lily and Miley mm-hmm. and kind of just were like, yeah, whatever. Oliver, who cares? So bye, Oliver. <laughs> yeah, bye, Oliver. <laughs> bye, Rico. Who? Yeah. Later on, Miley calls Lily. Lily doesn't answer. Robbie Ray throws down the Bon Chic and USA Today headlines um, on Vita's desk. And she's like, oh, it's great. It's everywhere. And then realizes Robbie's pissed. And she's like, actually, it's awful. Oh, yeah, because it's about the the Tyra Banks fight. Yes, it's about the shoe issue. He tells Vita he and Miley need to have a little conversation. Vita tells him that she's getting ready to go to New York. But Robbie is like, no, like we're going to Tennessee. We're going to go to your grandma Ruby's birthday. And that's the end of it. He tells her like it's unacceptable and her behavior has been really bad lately, like standing up her brother, humiliating Lily at her party. And Miley's like, I know, I know, I'm sorry, but I need to go to New York for the music awards. And he asks her if her grandmother's birthday doesn't matter. And I'm like, damn. Yeah. I understand having a career. I understand needing to do things where you make sacrifices. Also, she's 16. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to at some point just listen to your parents. Like, yeah. what are you going to regret when you're 80? Like, not going to your grandma's birthday party or missing the New York Music Awards. Like, right. I'm going to say going to your loved one's birthday party. Yeah, exactly. So – Miley is like, this is very different. Like, you know, it's different. And Vita tells Robbie that Hannah not going to New York isn't an option. And that Miley uh, will be back before he leaves. And like, they can get a private plane if they need to so that they can do like both things. And Miley is really excited about the private jet. Mm. I would be too, (laughs) to be transparent. But Robbie is super upset. And he's like, okay, you win. Vita, you heard her. She needs a private jet. Oh, my gosh. Vita is stoked, and she tells Robbie it'll take a minute. But, yeah, she'll set everything up and arrange a meet and greet. So we cut to the private jet. Hannah emerges from the bathroom. Miley has now been all Hannah dolled up. And Robbie Ray is like, oh, why did you get yourself like Hannah? And she's like, oh, don't you remember? Like, the photo op on the tarmac where I say hello to all my loving fans, the balloons, the limos, etc. It's just like Vita says, it's all about the publicity. And he's like, mm, that Vita, she's got some Cack. interesting advice. And he closes the shades on the windows. I wonder why. Ooh. So Hannah gets off the plane and is like, hello, New York. And what do we see? A cow in a field. Tennessee, baby. Mm-hmm. She's been bamboozled. I think this is the definition of bamboozle. I think so. And instead of a limo there to pick them up, it is in fact Jackson Stewart and his Ford F-150. How do you know that? I work on car. I work for car clients. So. Oh my gosh! You yeah. recognized it was a Ford F one fifty. That's crazy. So they get in the truck. They're driving down the road. Miley 
is complaining to her dad, telling him that Hannah is supposed to be walking down the red carpet in three hours in New York. And Robbie Ray says, Miley, all you ever wanted to do was sing. That's why we created Hannah, so that you could do that and live a normal life. But I'm not too sure about Hannah anymore. I think that we might be done. Wow. What? Like, you cannot take Hannah away from me. And she makes him, like, stop the truck. And she goes and takes all of her bags out and tells Robbie Ray that she wants to go home. And he tells her that she is home. So Miley tells her dad that Hannah means everything to her. And he says that that might be the problem. And she asks if that means she can never be Hannah again. And he tells her to ask him again in two weeks, basically. They're going to do, like, a Hannah detox, get her back to... The country gal she was before. What a silly thing to say. (laughs) He asks her to get back in the truck and she says that she's going to New York whether he likes it or not. So she walks her little suitcases down the road and sits down by the fence where a horse comes and plucks her wig right off her head. She snatches her wig off. And she's like, give me that back, you mangy mutt. And Robbie Ray is like, wow. Don't even recognize your own horse. Now that's sad. Crazy. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, you meet us back at the house. It's just a mile up the road. And they drive off. Miley has a moment to reconnect with her horse. She's like, did you do something to your tail? And immediately, like, this girl has her <laughs> southern accent back as if she never left. It's crazy. Mm. And she dehanifies. She puts her wig in the case, mounts her horse, And she's like, all right, go easy on me. She's riding barebacked, like Mm -hmm. no saddle is on. So obviously the horse starts going and she falls off. (laughs) Miley then sees this handsome young cowboy ride up and lasso Mm -hmm. blue jeans for her. Mm -hmm. So Lucas Till, a.k.a. Travis in this movie, rides up and he's like, you know, blue jeans doesn't take Take kindly to strangers, mm. especially dirty, sparkly ones. <laughs> and Miley's like, yeah, I know, because he's my horse. Travis, the town is literally like 2,000 people. Travis is like, Miley? And she's like, yeah. <laughs> in flush. Um, and he's like, oh, do you remember me from first grade? We got poisoned oak together on my uncle's – or on – her uncle's farm, and she's like, yeah, I remember you hanging me head first down a well. And I'm like, that's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) That's dangerous. (laughs) That's dangerous. And Travis is like, yeah, I had a pretty big crush on you back then. (laughs) Excuse me? (laughs) Did you grow up to be a murderer? (laughs) Did did your parents find some, you know, dead small animals in their backyard? Oh, my God. Yeah, that's crazy. And he's like, you know, but I'm over it now. So what do they do? Oh, she rides with him on his horse Mm -hmm. while he's like, you know, holding her steadfast. Romantic. Yeah, very romantic (laughs) off the bat. And Travis is like, yeah, you don't come home often. Only a couple times since your mom passed. And asks how long she's staying. And she's like, oh, you know, two weeks. And he's like, good luck. You've gone Cali on us. And asks if she's met any celebrities. Miley. <laughs> just say, no. No. But what does she do? 
I actually am very good friends with Hannah Montana. I saved her in a surfing accident. <laughs> yeah, we are best friends. Closer than sister. I actually, we share organs. So <laughs> that's a little bit about me. It's like, shut yeah. up. The secret is a secret. There was no need for her to reveal this. They could have easily like no. done another way to reveal this information to him. Like maybe one of her bags split open and there was something on it that said like property of Hannah Montana or something like that. And she's like, oh, Hannah's my friend. Like it's that would have been more plausible. I'm telling y'all, the plot <laughs> is paper thin. Paper thin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he arrives at her grandma Ruby's house, drops off her stuff, and says that he'll bring Blue Jay Blue Jay. He'll bring blue jeans back <laughs> to the barn. Miley's like, Oh, you don't have to do that. And he's like, No, I literally do. I work for your grandma. And then says, See you around. Smiley Miley. Do you remember? We used to call you Smiley Miley. And I'm like, shut up. Say less. Because it was cute at first. And now you're just banging it over my head. Like you're like. I mean, okay. So my my issue with this is that I don't know how I had like misremembered it. But I, going into this rewatch, kind of assumed that it was going to be like a whole kind of enemies to lovers type of situation. No, they're pretty much immediately lovers. Yeah, it's like, oh, we are slightly different, but we immediately become friends and And then lovers. lovers. Yeah, because I thought it was a whole like, oh, country boy, city gal, they're so different, Mm -hmm. but they both like learned things from each other and then slowly but surely they fall for each other which i thought would have been a little bit more compelling but they don't really do that which is a shame but alas so once travis heads on his merry way we go into grandma ruby's house where there is a huge party going on Rascal Flats is there. God bless the broken road. Well, they're, they're not playing the ballad yet. They're they're still having a rock and good time. Wait, oh, what what song are they doing? Oh, I don't know the name of the song, but it's it's a very like upbeat party song, mm-hmm. and everybody is singing along. And oh yeah, it's the like improv-y one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, I was shocked to learn that. Grandma Ruby is played by character actress Margot Martindale. Pretty good. <laughs> I was like, oh shit. But you know who shocked me even more? Whom's? Jan Levinson. Oh yeah. Jan Levinson. She is about to show up. But uh, you know, everybody's singing this song and they're like, Miley, you take the next verse. And she's like, there's a truck and there's a barn and I want my old life back, dad. And it's like, Whoa. Unbelievable that they made her say that. I would feel so uncomfortable if I was at that party. So they stopped playing the song pretty immediately. (laughs) And Grandma Ruby goes over to say hi to her granddaughter. Who she hates now. (laughs) She wishes her a happy birthday. And uh, as it turns out, Miley, supposedly, I don't think it was actually from Miley, got her a, like, Elvis collector's plate for her birthday to go in her collection. She has this whole, like, china cabinet with all of her celebrity plates on display, and she saved the spot at the top just for the king, Elvis. And that's when we had this weird moment where Miley is approached by her cousin Derek, who is just... (laughs) <laughs> kind of a weirdo who has a ferret who pops up every now and then yeah. for no reason. For no reason. Yeah. I don't even know if he has lines. 
I think he has maybe three. Yeah. We continue with the party. Robbie's like, I'm going to collect plates from the guests. Miley, why don't you give everyone forks for dessert? And Ruby tells Robbie to go introduce himself to Lorelai, a.k.a. <laughs> I don't know the actress's name. Do you know? Melora Hardin. Yeah. Melora Hardin, a.k.a. Chan Levinson from The Office. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's in this movie, too. You know what's wild is that this movie and Seventeen Again came out in the same week, I think. And she was Whoa. in both of them with a Disney star because Zac Efron was in Seventeen Again. Who was she in Seventeen Again? She was the principal. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Ruby's like, yeah, she's new in town, up to her matchmaking tricks. And Robbie goes over. He gets his flirt on. But Lorelai ends up giving him her plate. They kind of have this like witty repartee and she's like, he's like, oh, do you have any plates for me or whatever? Like anything for me? And she's like, yo, you can't handle me. <laughs> and she's like, you can't, like, I don't think me. you can handle it. And he's like, I can handle more than you think or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he has all these plates stacked up. He trips over a dog and mm. crashes into the china cabinet All of Grandma Ruby's plates end up falling down. He tries to catch some. He doesn't. He catches one. And then finally Elvis comes crashing down. And he does manage to save the Elvis plate. And he stands up and he's like, I got it. Smashes it on the chandelier. Robbie Ray. And you might be wondering, oh, is his clumsiness something that continues throughout the movie because he has a new love interest? No. No. (laughs) Nope. Yeah. If there's one thing this movie doesn't do, it's follow through. Yes. After this whole party, Rascal Flats is playing, God bless the broken road. And let me straight to you. (laughs) And uh, Miley (laughs) is getting ready for bed when she sees on like the vanity a framed picture of her and her mom and so ruby comes in and obviously this was like her mother's bedroom and tells her that her mom picked out this wallpaper when she was just her age and she doesn't have the heart to change it miley says that she likes it and ruby's like yeah you used to like a lot of things about coming to see your grandmother now i know it isn't personal i just miss my miley And Miley asks why everybody keeps saying that. And Ruby says that maybe she should ask herself that. Mm. And then we have uh, this little quote that Grandma Ruby says, Caterpillar in the tree, how you wonder who you'll be. Can't go far, but you can always dream. And apparently Robbie Ray used to say that to Miley every night before she went to sleep. Uh. I actually feel like I saw a TikTok fairly recently about how um, that one of the new popular styles for home decor is very much reminiscent of the decor in Grandma Ruby's home. Is it industrial farmhouse? Less industrial, more, more farmhouse, just farmhouse, more cottage quarry. Yeah, yeah. cottage quarry. Um, it, did you see a TikTok about that, or was it yeah. somewhere else? Yeah, it was. A Can TikTok. you send that to me when you have an opportunity? <laughs> Would love to see. My mom is currently obsessed with the farmhouse aesthetic. Yeah, I'll see if I can find it somewhere. Leadership, the final frontier. 
These are the voyages of the Starfleet Leadership Academy, its ongoing mission to develop leaders through Star Trek, to boldly go where no podcast has gone before. A leadership development podcast told through the lens of Star Trek, the Starfleet Leadership Academy, available everywhere you listen to podcasts. So in the morning, Miley hears a fucking rooster. Yeah, that's her alarm clock now. And Robbie's like, Molly, she doesn't want to wake up. I wouldn't either. But she tells herself, commence Operation Save Hannah Montana. And what does she do? She comes to breakfast in a fucking overall and like um, gingham-y shirt. Mm-hmm. And is like, I'm going to go get some eggs from the chicken coop. What is what you always say, farm fresh eggs. Like some audacious Mm -hmm. caricature. Yeah. And Robbie's like, who was that? What's happening? So Miley runs over to the chicken coop. She has the bucket that the chickens are typically fed in. So, of course, they swarm her. They think they're getting fed. Mm -hmm. And Robbie and Ruby are like, do you think she'll realize she needs to put the bucket down? Travis, meanwhile, passes by this whole shenanigan that's happening and laughs at her. Mm-hmm. So we see a montage of Miley putting the chicken eggs in her back pocket. Stupid. And she starts like dancing around. She's celebrating. She swings from a a rope swing to feed the chickens and like toss the feed to them. And of course falls off, cracks all the eggs in her pockets. Why you would think to put eggs in your pockets, I'll never know. But Miley makes it back to the house with one egg she managed to not smash. And, of course, at this point, they're completely done with breakfast. It's probably, like, noon. And Ruby tells her to get cleaned up because they're going to the farmer's market. So Miley heads on upstairs. We can see her overalls are completely covered in uh, yolk and feathers. Ruby then tells Robbie Ray that her gutters need to be cleaned, her car needs to be fixed, and he's like, I'm on it. And she tells him that if he needs any help, the foreman might be down in the vegetable patch. So Robbie goes out to work on the car and sees that the foreman is already working on it. And who's the foreman? Oh my god, it's Lorelai. Oh gosh. So he's like oh my god, you're the foreman? And she's like, yeah, I was just looking for a fresh start. And uh, Ruby thought that she and the farm could use some looking after. And Robbie is like, be still, my beating heart. Pretty crazy. Back on the farm. Actually, I don't even know where this is. This is like a zoo. It's it's such a weird scene. I don't know why it's here. There's no (laughs) context for it whatsoever. It doesn't get revisited. No. This movie is so flimsy. (laughs) It's hard because there are good Mm -hmm. ideas and it's just so poorly put together. Like it really could have been another Lizzie McGuire Mm -hmm. scenario and they fucking fucked her over. Anyways, she's rich. It doesn't matter. (laughs) So at the farm, zoo, wherever Jackson works, he introduces this ostrich to these kids and the ostrich starts pecking at him. Cousin Derek comes over and he's like with his ferret and he's like, hey, Jackson, why don't you go feed Miss Pearl? 
And Derek asks the kids if they want to see a real live alligator. Straxon walks away, falls into the water. An alligator charges his ass. Literally and dead. pulls Jackson down <laughs> into the water. Again, like I said, by his ass. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. This is not rated G. This is mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty, like, you don't see anything, obviously, but, you know, what is left to the imagination is pretty graphic. He gets pulled under that water, like, multiple times. He would be dead, or he would have some very severe injuries. Oh, yeah. For sure. And uh, that's all we ever know about this weird zoo job that Jackson apparently has. Uh, And that's about it. So... So the next thing we know, we are in the car with Miley and Ruby on the way to the farmer's market, and Miley sees this sign with, like, udders on it, and Ruby explains basically that old man Crowley died and left the town meadows, but they don't have enough for the taxes, so they've been raising funds, apparently. Okay, this is what I have to ask, though. How? Mm -hmm. Either the people who are giving money are all coming from outside of town. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really the only option I yeah. think that it could be. Unless people are like, I don't want to pay taxes, so I'll only pay if there's a fundraiser. Mm. Like, it's it's shit, shit do be flimsy in this movie. Yeah, yeah. It just doesn't connect. It doesn't all make sense. And I don't care. Like, things don't need to be fucking historically accurate or right, right. be exact. I can, I'm not an economist, mm-hmm. but I'm just asking for a semblance of sanity mm-hmm. to make things kind of come together yeah. in a movie. Whoever wrote this should have been fired. <laughs> I think that they wrote a ton of things for the Disney Channel. I think they wrote, like, a lot of decoms. Mm-mm. <laughs> Just this is clearly not their best. But basically, developers have been circling like vultures. They want to open apartment buildings and shopping malls and stuff like that. Miley is immediately very excited by the prospect of a mall. But Ruby says that, you know, if you have a mall, then you're not going to have any open land, anything like that. And we then go to the farmer's market where one of the developers has a little stand set up with a diorama on display. Uh, of like a mall that they could be opening here and uh miley asked the developer if uh there'll be a bloomingdale's at the mall Hmm. so she has her priorities in check clearly so what does she do with her jars of jam ruby and miley go to the farmer's market set up their booth i totally jumped ahead because on their way there (laughs) ruby suggests (laughs) that after after they're like day yeah after the day of selling and such that they do some shopping like she's just being a cute little grandma Mm -hmm. and miley's like as if i'd go shopping here and i'm like you nasty wretched (laughs) bitch grandma ruby just wants to go shopping with Mm -hmm. you and you have the audacity yeah you know how many people would kill to have their grandma back and a jam making grandma at that yeah so grandma ruby's like I will not be belittled. And she says, you might be Hannah Montana back home, but here we're just britches and boots. If that isn't good enough for you, maybe you should just leave because you might be fooling Robbie, but you're not fooling me. She says she should consider herself lucky to have a place like this to call home. And Miley realizes that she's being a brat and she's like, you're right. You know, I'm sorry. 
So they set up this the jam stand, and Ruby tells Miley to slice up some watermelon for free samples while she goes to give the developer. And I'm like, are you selling watermelon or jam? Yeah, I was also confused about that. And it's not like he would try out jam on a slice of watermelon, so it doesn't make sense to me. But while Miley is slicing up this watermelon, Ruby goes over to give the developer a piece of her mind. And that is when Miley notices that Oswald is loitering around the farmer's market asking questions about Hannah. So she sneaks over to the salsa stand that he's like sampling stuff at and switches the mild salsa for the super spicy devil salsa or whatever it's called. He clearly cannot handle spice. He immediately starts like choking and dying upon having the super spicy salsa. He drinks water out of a doggy bowl. Miley then finds a truck full of walnuts, I guess. Just a truck full of nuts. Yeah, loose, loose walnuts in the back, in the bed of this truck. She opens it up and they go spilling out all the way down through the farmer's market. Oswald trips on one of them, falls right on his back, could have killed him. And uh, she laughs, ends up destroying the diorama in the process Miley and Ruby help him up, and then they lead Oswald over to this stoop to sit on. So he then asks Miley, like, oh, you look like you're around the same age as her. Do you know Hannah Montana? And she's like, well, who don't know Hannah Montana? She's famous. Like, the most. She literally goes into, like, she's like, hick mode activated. (laughs) It's so weird. Yeah, Hannah Montana. It's, like, so hammed up. So she's like, well, everybody knows her. She's famous and uh, says that she knows all the Montanas and her and Ruby actually give Oswald some fake directions to get to the Montana house. Where do these directions lead him? To an abandoned house where he ends up tripping on some what I assume is like rotted porch wood, falls down a hill into a puddle of mud. So, of course, at this moment, he gets a call from his boss, who is in, like, a mud bath at a spa, asking him about, you know, progress on his story. At the same time, he gets a call from his two daughters at boarding school, one of which is, um, she's in Stranger Things. What's her name? Oh, my God. You're right. Natalia something. I can't remember her name, but I'm pretty sure this is, like, her film debut. Um, And they're, like... Daddy, where are you? And uh, he tells his boss, like, because they're basically now on the same line somehow. He's like, don't worry, I'll get the story on Hannah Montana. And they're like, oh, my God, Hannah Montana, we love her. Can you please get her autograph? Please, Daddy, please, please. We love her so much. And he tells his boss, like, I'm on the case. Yes. Back at the barn, Travis comes in. He can hear Miley writing the climb. (laughs) You know, just a little riff she's working on. Mm -hmm. And she's like on the upper level of the barn playing an old guitar. She notices him and he's like, oh, no, don't stop. Like, I'll leave you be. Um, I think it's – oh, I fucking hate this. He goes, I think it's great you're still doing that singing thing. Like, everyone knew that all you ever wanted to do was sing and you actually have a nice voice. I don't need to be encouraged by you. You think that I, like, fucking lived my t- past five to ten years of life just being like, 
geez, I don't know. And you see me writing a song and you're like, I'm so glad you're so doing that. Dang, you would love to do so much. I will literally fucking throw you off of the balcony. Well, what would you prefer? Would you prefer him to be like, that's fucking stupid? (laughs) No, I want him to be like, I don't know. I just think it's weird that he's like, I just don't like the way this movie is written. Like, he's like, oh, I think it's so good you're still doing that singing thing. Like, it sounds so blasé. I would just be like, that's awesome. Like, are you still singing? Like, do you sing in L.A.? Instead of being like, that singing thing. Right, okay. So, like, I I do, I do see where you're coming from. Like, yeah, it's not phrased in the best way. I chalk that up to, like, he's, first of all, a guy who's, you know, had a crush on this girl since he was, like, five, right? Okay. So it's going to, you know, make him a little nervous. Maybe not speak the most eloquently. Second, he probably doesn't, no forgiveness. Really, doesn't really, like, know that much about, like, what she's like he's about done, you know the, the, what the music industry is he's probably like that's really great that you know that you're still doing that that I'll he probably doesn't him. know a lot about but you know you have a really nice voice and like you know you always want to do that so i think that's great that you're still doing that i didn't read it as any sort of like i'm coming in here to give you some like condescending compliments i think that you're reading it with more of a malicious tone no, he's he's dead to me <laughs> Absolutely, I am, as it as should be intended. <laughs> I, I'm cutting him a little more slack uh, in this film than you are. It's true, it's true. <laughs> Anyways, you you may continue. Yeah. So she's like, "What do you think of the song?" And he's like, "It seems like you got most of the notes right." I see a cringe emoji there. That yeah, that was kind of like, ooh. But I do think that the advice he gives her is good. Okay. Because she follows him out of the barn and presses him and he says, it wasn't bad. And she's like, it wasn't good. Like, and he's like, it wasn't about anything. It doesn't say how you really feel or like who you are. Yeah. But he has an idea. And (laughs) I think it's also important that we do get a character more like this because I can only imagine that previously Miley slash Hannah has just been surrounded by yes men. I see what you're saying. I mean, I also don't think the character was written for me as like 25-year-old Mariah. (laughs) And I'm sure that if I like could go back in time and watch this when I was 16 and be like, oh, he's perfect. I I do respect what you're saying about him saying like giving her constructive criticism. Mm -hmm. I guess the line of him being like, oh, I think it's so good you're still singing (laughs) is like – fucking condescend i'd be like like if i met someone today and i was like oh you know i got my bfa i'm not acting like i'm not in a play right now i'm i have a full-time job but i do a podcast and they're like oh i think it's so good that you're still doing like that creative thing yeah I, okay yeah I, I i understand that i i don't think that i think this is like a slightly different thing because it's not like she's doing something different than what she always wanted to do it's like oh you're still you still have that same passion that you did like when I knew you all those years ago is more so the undertone, but I do see how the delivery would read like that for sure. Um, But he is, you know, a 16 year old boy. So what are you going to do? (laughs) Neither here nor there. But yeah, I do. I do like though that he does give it to her straight when she asked about the song. He is like, you know, Mm -hmm. it didn't sound bad. It just, you know, you could put more of yourself in it. I hear you. I hear you. 
Miley asks him what he's doing in the barn, and he explains that Ruby has agreed that if he rebuilds the chicken coop, he can sell the eggs. She's like, wow, you know, it's a big undertaking. He's like, yeah, it's a lot of work, but you have to start somewhere. Life's a climb, but the view is great. Mm. And oh my gosh, (laughs) did he inspire the climb? The Mm. iconic song. And Miley's like, is that all you want to do? Sell eggs in Crowley Corners? And he's like, you just don't get this place. Saddle up because I'm going to show you what you're missing. (laughs) And to to his credit, what I will say is her being like, is that all you want to do? Sell eggs here? That's That's also condescending. (laughs) Yes. I think both things can be condescending. I'm an equal opportunity condescending critic yeah (laughs) so they ride through the fields they go to this really pretty waterfall uh travis swings on the rope into the water he's like molly get in and she's like no um meanwhile we see lorelei and robbie ray they're having their own little flirty flirt they manage to get the truck moving so that's something We then also get a montage of Miley and Travis fixing up the chicken coop together. It's very cute. He's actually, like, very crafty. He makes, like, a whole-ass chicken out of, like, metal. It's, like, very ornate Mm -hmm. and elaborate. So maybe he has a future in sculpture work. But uh, we also see them go through the town, like, putting up signs for a Night of Music fundraiser. We also see Miley putting away her little suitcase of Hannah hair and makeup. So she really is committing to this Hannah detox. And lastly, we see Travis and Miley go riding. They go swimming together at the waterfall. Also a crazy fun fact that I simply don't think is true because there's no way. But apparently the horse that Travis rides is the same horse that played either Seabiscuit or Secretariat. I want to say... What? Hang on, let me pull up this fact that I saw earlier, because I feel like it's not true. Okay, yes. According to buzznet.com, it says, Lucas Till's horse was played by the same horse that played Seabiscuit in the 2003 film. Damn. I don't know if I believe that. But according to busnet.com. In any case, they ride to this waterfall. They do swim. And once they get out of the water, there's like a moment of tension between them. They kind of like mm. almost kiss. But he's like, oh, we should we should get going before we're late for the fundraiser. So we do pretty quickly get to the flirty flirt of this relationship that kind of hint at maybe them being enemies are having some conflict in the beginning is gone that's over yeah it's done no tension there no tension just vibes Mm -hmm. so the whole town has shown up for a barn fundraiser robbie ray is performing people are dancing travis is on the piano sure why not Mm -hmm. there's a little chat about robbie ray dating again then unannounced (laughs) Miss Taylor Swift yes. gets onto the stage and sings crazier. Yeah. All I'm going to say is like, 
they needed to let this girl sing the whole song <laughs> and give her the spotlight. Mm-hmm. Like we get multiple songs from Miley. Yeah. I would have loved to see uh, Taylor do the entire crazy single. Well, at this point, she was like not huge. Like obviously she was popular. When did Taylor Swift, the album, come out? Debut? Oh, gosh. I want to say like 2008. Mm-hmm. Okay, 2006 because Fearless was 2008. Okay, so I feel like she was at least pretty famous. Like after yeah. Fearless came out? For sure, for sure. Um, I'm pretty sure this was pre-VMA's Kanye, which is what really mm, catapulted. Yeah, after that, shit really uh, started churning. But um, yeah, it is pretty wild to see this little cameo. They don't even name her. It's like an unnamed cameo. I will say that as we record this, it is it is Thursday, May 12th. Yes. And there there have been rumors swirling around oh, the internet. I've heard that. That something is supposedly going to be dropped tomorrow, Friday the 13th. I have a feeling it's like 1989 or something. I hope it's 1989. But also, she's just made a clown out of so many people so many times overanalyzing her (laughs) Easter eggs that I don't trust anyone. (laughs) The only reason I think 1989 is because she just released those two songs as like an almost EP Mm -hmm. situation. Yeah, because she released... She released the re-record of Wildest Dreams because it was so popular on TikTok. And then she released Mm -hmm. the re-record of This Love for this series the summer i turned pretty which is coming out soon so i'm like well obviously 1989 is done and has been done for like a while like she's finished re-recording it so it's ready to go some people think she's going to drop both 1989 and speak now on the same day and i'm like that's ridiculous she wouldn't do that and i'll tell you why she wants to make money honey exactly and no one's gonna buy both albums on the same day. She is a girl boss above all else. She is a capitalist above queen. All else, a and capitalist she will make peg. her coin. <laughs> she will make that coin. Oink oink. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, so I guess we'll see by the time this episode comes out. Yeah. If anything at all has happened on Friday the thirteenth. Maybe I'll get a new tattoo. No one cares about that. I know. <laughs> Another one? Maybe, but like I have to go to work tomorrow, so I'm not going to sit in any fucking lines. (laughs) Like we'll see what happens. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Anyways, I'll let you. I'll let you keep going. Oh my god, I forgot I was talking. Um, (laughs) So Miley tells her dad that he likes Lorelai and Lorelai likes him. You know, no need to make things complicated. And she tells him that um, any woman would be like crazy not to like him and suggests that he helps her with the empties out back and so he goes off um are you talking about taylor swift (laughs) yeah christina said omg her voice was so high it that's true yeah she was pretty young yeah and then travis asked smiley to dance (gasps) how sweet one thing that did kind of surprise me about travis is i kind of assumed because i don't know he has a little bit more he's like a country boy like working in the barn like a little bit more of like a rugged like yeah kind of um not rugged but just kind of he's not like super friendly not that he's rude but he's yeah. just you know not super forthcoming so i kind of expected him to be a little bit more guarded and kind of like fight his feelings for miley but he doesn't he's oh, like very there's no tension clear. in the script yeah. yeah i don't know if you've forgotten but 
He's yeah, just the like, poorly hey, Miley, let's go dance. Like, he he's shooting his shot. He is. He's not really afraid of his feelings at all, which, like, is nice, but also means there's no conflict. Yeah. Robbie approaches Lorelai and tells her that this trip was supposed to be about Miley, not about him. And she suggests that those two are related and asks how Miley is doing. And Robbie's like, I think that they're going to be just fine. Yeah. Meanwhile, inside, Miley and Travis, they are slow dancing to Miss Swift. It's very sweet. Yes. You know, just some young, some young infatuation, you know, they're very into each other. Also, we see Lorelai and Robbie Ray dancing out back. Very intimate, like romantic Ooh. moment. It is really cute. I do, I do like this moment between them. And once Taylor finishes the song, she thanks the crowd and heads off. And Travis is like, "Oh, Miley, you should give o- open Nike, Nike, Jesus, open Nike, mate, open Nike, mate. You should give open Mike night a try." <laughs> And he drags her up on stage. Yes, he does. Do you want to do the hoedown throwdown? Sure. I can. So she gets up on that stage and she's like, all right, we're going to throw some hip hop into this hoedown. And she gets everyone. Perfect. That's what everyone wanted. <laughs> she gets everyone to go boom, clap. Boom, de clap, de clap, boom, boom, clap. <laughs> Pop it, lock it, polka, dot it, country, five and hip hop it, but chalk in the sky, move side to side, <laughs> jump to the left, stick it and glide, zigzag, cross the floor, shuffle, shuffle it in diagonal. When the drum hits, hands on your hips, one foot in, one eighty twist, and then you lean back, step and slide, and clap three times. Shake it out, head to toe. Throw it all together, that's how we roll. Do the hoe down. Hoe down. Do the throw down. Throw down. I love how right before this you're like, oh, do you want to do this section? It was like a spirit overcame me. Just possessed by the spirit of the hoe down. By the, the spirit of the <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um yeah, so they they do this song. There's actually one moment that I never noticed before where Miley actually turns around and like winks at Travis. I was like, "Ooh, very Ooh. saucy, very bold." But yeah, she leads everybody in this song. They all do the dance. She like goes into the crowd. Everyone's having a great time. Um who shows up though? Oswald. Classic. Blech. Somehow he doesn't recognize the voice of one Hannah Montana singing over the speakers, but nobody uh, can recognize Miley unless she is blonde. Again, another case of yeah. <laughs> another case of face blindness in this movie. So true. Uh oh! After the song, Ruby calls the developer out for showing up mm. at like community night. And she's like, you don't even know the meaning of the word community. And he's like, well, you know what I do know? Money, honey. Whatever you raise tonight, I'll double it. And I'll fucking shit it out and <laughs> and throw, burn it. I don't even know. He's like, at the end of the day, you could have hundreds of these, but it won't matter. They'll never raise enough money to save the meadows. 
unless the Beatles show up for a benefit concert and Travis is like, I'm a man. <laughs> Molly knows Hannah Montana. <laughs> Miley's like, what? <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> yeah, so she's like, I could give her a call. And everyone's like, yeah, woo. At this point, though, I kind of wonder, why didn't Miley just give them the money? <laughs> Miley just literally. Just I'm also like, check. You're a billionaire. I mean, no, no tea, no shade. Grandma Ruby, like, you can afford taxes. The rest of the town apparently cannot. Is yeah, that the issue? I yeah, I guess, like. If it's just a lump sum they need, though, yeah, she could write a check yeah. for sure. I mean, Robbie Ray could write that check. Yeah. I don't understand. <laughs> and it, it does kind of feel like it's just a weird uh, movie commentary on, like, how people from Tennessee don't want to pay taxes. <laughs> I don't think that's the commentary they're trying to make. I think the commentary is like, ah. Uh, it's not the commentary, but it does feel business very much coming like. coming in and ruining small towns. Like, that's the, yeah. But I do think it's a silly and poorly developed plot that the taxes are the reason they're going to get the town taken away. That doesn't even make sense. No, it doesn't make sense to me. Um. Because if the town owned it, like, the town has public schools. Like, the town Mm. couldn't run if it didn't have any money. But, like, the taxes, like, if it was given to someone individually, like, if Grandma Ruby specifically inherited that land and Mm. was, like, whoa, I now have to pay taxes, like, yeah. on X amount of acres. Like, yeah, that would be a different story. Mm-hmm. But the town is the one who collects the taxes in the first place. Like, they have mm-hmm. – what the fuck? That doesn't make any fucking sense. And it's also like, then, yeah, who are they raising the money from? The town? In that case, yes! Again, doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I'm no tax expert, but this is not – Lining up for me. <laughs> Listen, I'm no financial analyst, but the the number two plus two doesn't equal fish, man. <laughs> this shit makes no sense. Oh my gosh. So And I don't know, call me crazy, but if the mayor is involved, why doesn't the mayor just lower the taxes? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is there some sort of like shady underground dealings that's going on here? Because yeah. it's not lining up for me. Yeah, the lobsters are like <laughs> filled with like money bags and cocaine. <laughs> There's some sort of laundering situation going on here. But if you, listener, if you're like a property tax uh, expert, mm-hmm. if you have any insight, please let I'm us begging know. Because. <laughs> It's not making sense to me. The numbers aren't adding up. And by numbers, I mean the lines in this movie <laughs> don't make any fucking sense. Yeah. But, like, if that's the case and they just need a lump sum, literally millionaire Hannah Montana could write them a check tomorrow. But that doesn't happen. It's gajillionaire Hannah Montana. hmm So instead... They have to call Hannah to come to the town. So we see this limo driving through Crowley Corners with a little hand sticking out and waving to the fans. Mm -hmm. Guess what? It's Lily in a wig because I guess she's forgiven 
Miley at this point. Yeah. <laughs> she gets to Ruby's house and like gets out of the limo, hugs Miley. Oswald, of course, is there taking pictures of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, Vita also gets out of the limo too and tells Miley that this whole like pop star saves hometown angle is genius. She's very into it. She's not into Grandma Ruby's house or nature at all, though. So upstairs, Miley and Lily go into Miley's bedroom, and Miley apologizes to Lily for what happened at her birthday party. And she's like, you know, you're the best friend I've ever had. I don't know what I would do if I lost you. And Lily says, you couldn't lose me if I wanted to. That's it. And like (sighs) – I just wish that they would have actually done, like, a proper, like, apology scene here because this this whole, like, arc, this movie is about Miley, like, reconnecting with, like, the person that she was before Hannah for, like, you know, rediscovering compassion for others and looking outside of herself. Yeah. And it seems like a perfectly natural progression on that path would be to apologize to Lily and, like, recognize the missteps that she's made in their friendship and how, like – she has been selfish, but she doesn't really have to do that because Lily already forgives her and it's like, whatever, we're just moving on, which it, I feel like it's just such a disservice to those characters and also to like moments in the actual TV show where, you know, we have seen Lily and Miley have like rifts and them overcome it together. Yeah. So like, I think at least if they had a bigger scene right here where they talked about it more, it would have made more sense. But mm-hmm. Again, very, very flimsy. It felt like there were too many things happening in the plot. Yeah. And so they had to just say, like, oh, we can't have that conversation because there's not enough time in the fucking movie. They just kind of glaze over it. Lily and Miley hug. And Lily's like, and I'm sorry for talking to that reporter. And Miley is like, you're the one who told Oswald? Like, how could you? And Lily's like, I thought this was a I'm sorry, I'm sorry moment. And then she's like, yeah, you're right. It's fine. I'll never let Hannah come between us again. And like, that's it. We never cool. We never revisit that conversation. So Lorelai then knocks on the door wanting to speak to Miley and Hannah. So then Lily and Miley fight back and forth like, you be Hannah. No, you be Hannah. And then eventually Miley does let Lorelai into the room And what she sees is Lily dressed as Hannah laying on the bed with a towel on her face. We have candles lit. We have uh, classical music playing. And Miley is just spritzing her with some mist. And she's like, oh, yeah, this is part of Hannah's de-stressing ritual. Like rubs her feet, says she's incredibly jet lagged because Hannah only flies from west to east. So she flew all the way around the world to get to Tennessee, apparently. (laughs) Lorelai starts telling Hannah that they're so excited that she's here when Robbie Ray calls for Miley. And she's like, oh, my God, my dad doesn't know that Hannah's here. Uh, I better go tell him. He's going to be so excited. So while she's gone, Lorelai insists on taking over Hannah's foot massage. So Lorelai is massaging Lily's feet and tells her that the mayor wants to throw a big bash in her honor this weekend. She's even had lobsters flown in just for her. And Lily just gives her a thumbs up. Perfect. Mm. Meanwhile, outside, Robbie is getting up onto a ladder to fix Grandma Ruby's gutters. And he wants Miley to like just supervise the ladder. My man doesn't know what he's walking into. He gets up on the ladder. He sees Lorelai massaging Hannah's feet. He's like, 
what the fuck is yes. like Lorelai doing massaging <laughs> Hannah's feet? And Maya's like, technically, they're Lily's feet. And he's like, all right, you're done. <laughs> and Robbie gets down. He walks inside. Jackson shows up and he's like, what's going on? Robbie walks into Miley's room and suggests Lorelai, like, let Hannah sleep. And she's like, I think she's asleep. Poor thing, jet lag. She only flies west to east. And Robbie's like, that's the stupidest (laughs) thing I've ever heard. And Lorelai's like, Hannah said yes to the mayor's dinner. Mm. Like, that was my one job and I did it. Lorelai asked him if he was going and Robbie's like, is this you asking me? And mm. she's like, you know what? It might be. And they lean in. It all They're getting closer, like 95% there. Mm. And Jackson is like, they're going to kiss. And then Miley's like, go daddy. Go daddy. And for some fucking reason, Lily makes a loud snoring noise, mm. breaking the mood instantly. And I go, Lily. <laughs> You're done. Fly home. Like, what's your point? <laughs> yeah. The Why plan. are you here? It's over. Yeah. You're here just to seamlessly transition Miley from Hannah and back. Yeah. So Lorelai is like, uh, let me just open a window. It's getting hot in here. And I wonder to myself how this is rated G. What do you mean? This movie is like rated G. Yeah. What about that is not? She's like hot and bothered by them almost kissing and goes i it's hot like let me open a window <laughs> i think she just said like i don't want hannah to sleep in a stuffy room and then she opens the window i don't think it's like a oh i think it's like a I'm double getting. entendre the way that she like acts and also later on jackson's dick gets bit by the ferret yeah but that kind of humor you'll you'll see in G-rated movies where, like, somebody somebody gets, like, hit in the crotch with, like, a baseball and it's like, oh, my God. Like, that kind of stuff I feel like happens. And I think there are a couple of, like, (laughs) double, like, innuendos or Mm. double entendres, whatever. But either way, she opens the window, knocks Jackson's ladder straight back. Jackson crashes into the squash patch and ends up with a squash on his head. So everyone then eats some squash fritters in the kitchen, and that's when Lily notices Travis outside, and she's like, ooh, I want a cowboy. And Miley says, that one's taken. I'm like, get your fucking (laughs) paws off him. And she's like, that one's taken. I mean, yeah, no, I don't know. Maybe we're just friends. I don't know. And this is literally the only moment of doubt that she ever has about whether or not Travis likes her. Yeah. Um, And don't worry because it's going to get resolved in like 45 seconds. So (laughs) she's like, I think we might just be friends, but he hasn't met Hannah yet. So Lily and Miley all Hannahed up, go out into the front lawn, and he's like, oh, welcome to Crawley Corners. Like, Thanks so much for doing this for us. It's really nice of you. And Lily's like, yeah, it sure would be nice to have somebody to show us around town. And he's like, I mean, I don't think I'm your guy for that, but it's nice to meet you too. And Hannah decides to go over and, you know, get a little flirt on, make some small talk about the bird bath that he's making. And she sends Lily off. Perfect. And Travis is like, oh, so you and Miley are pretty close, right? And she's like, oh, yeah, you have no idea. And then he asks if she thinks that Miley might agree to go on a date with him. And Hannah's like, what? 
for real? And he kind of pours his heart out and he's like, yeah, I mean, I just can't help but smile when I'm around her. I think about her all the time. And I'm like, this is so random. Like they've been spending time together, but mm-hmm. I just feel like the buildup is not there. It is not there. It's also been like uh, like not even two weeks at this point, probably. Yeah. Um, like a week and a half. And the majority of the time that we have seen them spend together has been in montage form. <laughs> so we're not That's getting true. a lot there. But it is it is like implied that they have spent like basically like every waking moment together for like the past week and a half. Mm-hmm. We just don't get to see any of it because we're too preoccupied with whatever fucking tax plot we have going on on the side. <laughs> but basically, you know, he asks what he should do and hannah's like you should ask her out and proactive man whips off his tool belt he's like i'm gonna go do that right now goes jesus <laughs> charging up to the house to go and ask her out and i'm like you know what i do love a man with conviction i gotta respect that but hannah does stop him and she's like actually miley's not here um i'm pretty sure she's out you know repainting the chicken coop so or she's with blue jeans or whatever, you should go ask her there. And then Hannah runs inside to get Miley'd up. Yeah, so Miley fucking scoots her ass over to the chicken coop, puts some paint on her jeans. I'm like, those are cute jeans. R.I.P. And then pretends to be painting. Travis finds her, and he's like, yeah, so I was just talking to Hannah about you. You know, I know you're going home soon, but would you like to go get dinner with me tonight? And she's like, sure. Uh, I don't have anything planned personally for me. I'm, I guess I get whatever. Like what's the alternative. (laughs) Okay. But inside she's like, (laughs) I think one thing that, that makes this movie a little bit lackluster is that tonally it's so different from the show. Oh, yeah. Like it's not even reminiscent. Yeah. Like obviously it's going to be toned down because this isn't a sitcom. It's like a film. You can't have – you can't sustain that kind of like wacky sitcom energy for an hour and 45 minutes. That would be just so grating. But we just don't really get as much of like the goofy like kind of wacky humor that Miley has – yeah. So everything just feels kind of like flat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's what does a little bit of a disservice. Like obviously you can you can still have that kind of more fun feel um, at like a more toned down pace, which I think is what we saw with the Lizzie McGuire movie where we got those kind of like funny little goofy moments that we had in the show, but also these moments that had a bit more gravitas to them. I would have to agree. It's just – very disjointed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I I did like or do did whatever enjoy Hannah Montana. So I think mm-hmm. that if more of her personality and kind of the established shit that we got from the show was incorporated into the movie, mm-hmm. it would have been more enjoyable. Yeah, I agree. So after Miley has agreed to this date with Travis – She is picking out a dress, getting advice from Vita and her grandmother and Lily when Robbie Ray comes in and he's like, "Uh, you can't go to dinner with Travis. You already agreed to go to the mayor's dinner. Well, technically Lily did, but Hannah's supposed to be there. 
And she's like, but I already promised Travis. And he tells Miley that he's going to leave it up to her to do what's right. So she does decide to go to the mayor's dinner. And while she's driving in the car to his house, his office, like the town hall. I want to say it's like a town hall. Yeah, the town hall. Yeah. They drive past the restaurant that she was supposed to meet Travis at. And we see Um. Travis combing his hair in the window he's holding a bouquet of flowers he's like all cleaned up he's dressed up looking good and excited for his date and i'm like it's 2009 this bitch has a cell phone call him and be like hey simply call him i can't make it can we push dinner an hour or like even better yet, she has a legit excuse. I have to go to this thing at the mayor's. Can we plan around that? Mm-hmm. But no, she decides to just stand him up. Perfect. Yeah. There are swarms of fans just surrounding mm-hmm. the like city hall. And we see like a clip of Travis sitting at the table waiting for Miley, Robbie Ray, and Ruby tell um, Lorelai that Miley is sick because she's like, oh, I don't see her. Where is she? And they all sit down for dinner. The mayor makes a speech thanking Hannah for coming to save their town. Meanwhile, Miley is like spying on people outside. And really, I just mean she's spying <laughs> on Travis. Yeah. Um, but she's like, oh, yeah, I'm just, you know, making sure my fans are okay and opens the window and we hear like the chanting. So it's already weird off the bat. Yeah. Derek notices his ferret in Jackson's shirt. So that's something that's also happening. Sure. <laughs> just, yeah, sure. Yeah. And uh, Lamar's like, if there's anything, anything we can do for you at all, all you have to do is ask. And she's like, oh, what I need. Um, and that's when she's like, oh, I need to make sure my fans are okay. And then she's like, but what I really need is to go pee. I'm going to use the bathroom. So she asks Lily to come with her. They run to a broom closet and gets Hannah, gets Miley up and goes to her date. So Miley finally shows up for her date. She has like a little sundress, her cowboy boots on, and she apologizes for being late. And he's like, no, it's okay. I I was early and gives her the flowers. It is very cute. And, you know, they talk a little bit about how she's going back to L.A. soon. And he's like, well, um before you leave i just really want you to know how i feel about you and of course at that moment her phone rings so she rushes perfect she rushes into the back to take it aka rushing back to the mayor's dinner and one little girl who's like a hannah fangirl does see her running in and out of the town hall Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. hannah returns to the dinner and sees a huge lobster on her plate. Mm. And as someone who's from Connecticut, I'd be like, yes, this is a lobster. But it seems like Hannah, a.k.a. Miley, and Lily have never eaten lobster before. (laughs) They've never had it, which is fine. But there's no way that an international pop star and her friend who goes everywhere with her have not had lobster. That's not realistic. And they like crack the lobster and like Lily accidentally it slips out of her hand. It falls into a woman's hair. And I'm like, is this supposed to be some sort of relatable thing? Because like 
different foods are gross to kids. Like, I just don't get it. I think it's kind of like a like a Princess Diaries esque, like, oh, we're at a fancy dinner and like we're not super fancy, and then like, whoops. But I'm shit like, goes flying. You are fancy, Miley. <laughs> yeah. You're the one who's like, I need to go shopping and mm. like Parada. Yeah. She didn't say that because it's <laughs> they'd have to pay. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, it's just super weird. Again, mm. Lorelai asks Hannah to tell them some stories about her life. She's like, You must have so many amazing stories. And Hannah's like, oh, no, 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 no. Hey, Jackson, you just started college. How are your classes? And Jackson starts to talk, feels uh, Harlow, the ferret, (laughs) climbing on his skin, and he totally loses his thoughts. And Miley decides to use this moment of distraction to sneak out. I think literally the character of Derek was written for this one specific moment. Probably. They were like, we need a way to get a ferret into this yeah. dinner. Let's create yeah. a weird character that just has a ferret with him all the time. People like to talk about Chekhov's gun and how he's like, yeah, you know, he doesn't include a gun in the first act unless he's going to use it in the last act. The ferret's <laughs> not used. The ferret is stagnant and has no real place at all. Yeah, yeah, it's whatever. It is what it is. So <laughs> Miley sneaks out. She goes back to her date with Travis. Uh, she is still wearing the bib that she had on from her lobster dinner, which, by the way, is a cartoon of lobster with the mayor's face on it. So that's charming. Mm-hmm. The little girl, the little fangirl, is like staring at Miley from outside. And you know, Miley sits with Travis and is like, you know, I think I know what you want to tell me. And there's actually stuff that I want to tell you too. And she's gearing up to tell him how much she likes him when she suddenly sees Robbie Ray looking for her outside. So she excuses herself from the table again. And we get this whole like pretty long montage of everybody sneaking in and out of the revolving door, like looking for Miley. very long. Yeah, it's it goes on forever. Eventually, Travis asks for the check. And Miley is back at the mayor's dinner at this point. And she's trying to leave, but he makes everybody stay at the table. He's like, nobody's getting up from this table. So it's now time for dessert. And they serve the Tennessee flambe. Perfect. The It's huge, by the way. Fucking gigantic. The mayor gets up to say a few words. And, of course, the ferret comes up again, crawls up his pant leg. He takes off his pants. It, it climbs across the table. The flambe somehow ends up on the table. Everything literally goes up in flames. The dinner is ruined. Yeah. So Miley goes for one last switcheroo. She runs out the door, pulls off her wig, and then she notices the little girl who's been watching her this whole time is in the revolving door. And so is Travis. (gasps) Yeah. When he sees what's happening, he goes out of the building right away, and she asks him to stop and tells uh, Travis that she can explain. And he's like, what? Uh, Explain that you've been making fun of me, laughing at me, lying the whole time? I don't get why that – your mind immediately goes to like, oh, you must be making fun of me? I don't know where that came from. 
how is that making fun of him? I just don't get it. Like, does he think like, oh, you're famous. You must just be going on a date with me to make fun of me and laugh at me behind my back. I'm like, that's the insecurity, babes. That's you projecting a lot. That's the insecurity, <laughs> isn't it? That's you projecting yeah, I, a lot onto this moment you've had like no explanation or context for. Oh, you're making fun of me? You're calling me like a sterile virgin? And I'm like, what? No one said that. <laughs> Nobody said that. No one said that. <laughs> yes. So that's very odd. Mm-hmm. And um, he's like, I have been honest with you. And I told you exactly how I felt. And I'm like, you never got there, You bud. didn't. <laughs> you actually didn't. <laughs> and she's like, I feel the same way. And he's like, no, because I would never treat you like this. We're done. You didn't even talk about a relationship, hun. Mm -mm. You're done? What's there to finish? It just doesn't make – like the writing doesn't make Make it make sense. (laughs) Make it make sense. It really does feel like they're like, we are so pressed for time. We don't have time to like like hash anything out. We don't have time to fully develop anything. So we'll just like throw a couple lines in to explain what we need to explain and like hope for the best. We said bada bing, bada boom. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Miley is devastated. She goes back inside where her dad is waiting for her, and he did actually see everything that just went down. And they're in this like stairwell, and that's when Lorelai comes over asking to speak to Robbie. So Miley goes to hide so she doesn't see her. And he's like, I can't talk right now. I have family stuff going on. Like he's very firm with her right off the bat. Mm hmm. And she is really upset because she planned out this whole night and then Hannah came in and just ruined everything. And he's like, listen, that girl has a really complicated life. You don't know all the details. And Lorelai asks him what was re- what, like, what's really going on here? Yeah. Robbie, of course, is not going to be like, well, actually, my daughter is Hannah mm-hmm. Montana. So yeah. – Lorelai is like, you know what? I don't have any space in my life for secrets and lies. And I don't think that I could be happy with somebody who's so comfortable living with them. Uh, So Robbie Ray tells her that she shouldn't have to. And he should have just told her the truth that he doesn't have any place in his life for a relationship right now. So Miley is crying because she feels so horrible. Not only has she ruined her own relationship, but she also has cost her father one as well. And Robbie tells Lorelai that he needs to be there for Miley right now. He just doesn't have room for another person and apologizes. Mm -hmm. And she's like, well, I'm sorry too. Uh, I do think Robbie is a good dad. I do, yeah. He is a really good dad. In the evening – Miley stands out under a tree. It's raining. Travis works in the barn. Robbie drives up to where Miley's working on a song and like brings her a towel. She's in a gazebo. The gazebo springs up again. And Miley's like, are you mad? And he says no and asks if she's mad. And she's like, no. And Robbie's like, how is the song coming? Miley's like, it's actually about you and me and us. So Robbie asks to hear it, and Miley begins strumming her guitar and plays Butterfly Fly Away. Oh, and I wrote, this reminds me of fucking Dominic Fike's long-ass song in Euphoria because she sings the entire song. She does, yeah. 
character and plot dialogue development? Nah. No. The entirety of Butterfly Fly Away? Absolutely. Yes. We do have time for that. So the next morning, Lily wakes up. She goes outside. And who does she find sleeping on the roof of the chicken coop? Oh, my gosh. Who? Miley holding a paintbrush. Uh, she finished it. It's, like, colorful and beautiful. It does look very pretty. Yeah. So she stayed up all night finishing it up. She, you know, climbs down, talks to Lily, and she's like, you know, it was hard work, but life's a climb, which t- doesn't really make sense in the context of that sentence, but. Who cares? Whatever. <laughs> it's a platitude. And then. They realize it's time to go to the benefit concert. Benefit concert. Everyone arrives at the benefit concert. And there is, I guess it could be a regular orchestra, mm-hmm. but they look kind of young. So I said a school orchestra <laughs> playing, again, Bless the Broken Road by Rascal Flots. Mm-hmm. And Ruby arrives and tells security she is the grandma. They let her in. She's like, Miley, is it always this crazy? And Miley's like, Yes, literally. I've been trying to tell you. <laughs> she does feel bad for her um, granddaughter that, like, this is something she has to deal with. Yeah. And she says that although it was hard, what she's doing is a good thing and she should be proud of that. So they hold hands and Ruby tells her that she's really proud of her and that if her mom were here, she'd be proud of her too and gives her her mom's necklace. And she puts it in her pocket so that she can have it close to her while she's performing. I do like this moment. This is like a really sweet moment um, that is like fully formed. And we have a beginning, middle, end, you know, character development, emotional stakes and whatnot. And I do think actually Miley uh, handles this moment really beautifully. Um, You can tell it, it just feels very genuine to me, unlike a lot of other stuff in this movie, unfortunately. Yeah. So then we go back to Travis on the farm, and he goes out and sees that Miley has finished the chicken coop. It is painted. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful. There's like an egg-shaped door and everything. He can't believe it. And he's like, I got to go get my girl. So he runs over to Seabiscuit, his horse, hops on, and rides off to the benefit concert. Love. Hannah is up on stage doing her thing, performing, I'm unusual, not so typical, way too smart to be weird. Okay, rock star's <laughs> song. So she sees Travis in the crowd. She sees her family, Robbie, Jackson, Ruby. She sees Lorelai. Everything just goes silent for a moment. And she says, I can't do this anymore. <gasps> Shocking. She apologizes to the crowd and she's like, I've loved being Hannah, but I can't do it anymore. Not with you guys. Like, this is home. You're my family. This is where I'm from. This is family. And there's only so many sacrifices you can ask a family to make. The last time I stood on this stage, I was six. I was I was just Miley. And I still am. Hi. Takes off the wig. It's me. Because <gasps> apparently you all have face blindness. I think she wears fake <laughs> teeth usually, though. Does she? I've seen her take a like a retainer or something <gasps> in and out. I never noticed that. I don't quote me, but I it it kind of does seem like she is. Mm, okay. 
um, what is she saying? Oh, yeah. I've hurt a lot of people, but I didn't mean to. And if it's not too late, I sure would like a second chance. I know you all came to hear Hannah, but if you don't mind, I've written y'all a song. It's kind of personal. It's about what I've learned over the last couple weeks. Laughs to clam, but the view is great. And Travis is like, what? It's the <laughs> And yeah, she does sing the climb. It's a big emotional moment. It's the, the famous ballad we all know. Um, I mean, it is still a great song. It is a really well-written, yeah. empowering Well, I mean, I heard track. Phil told me that like she didn't write it or yeah. sing it originally. It's like a song they bought. Yeah, that that doesn't surprise me. So what happens next? Insanity. <laughs> Miley's like, thank you guys so much for letting me live as Hannah. Begins walking off. The little girl from City Hall, mayor's office, whatever, is like, you have to keep being Hannah. We'll keep your secret. <laughs> Miley's like, it's definitely too late. Like, I took the wig off. But mm -hmm. Travis is like, no, she's right. Like, we can. And with encouragement from Vita, Lily, and the entire crowd, Miley puts that wig back on. But... Yeah, you guessed it. Oswald's still here. I bet you forgot about him. Now you haven't. <laughs> he takes a photo and they all like run after him. They're like, stop that, man. <laughs> then his daughters run up and they're like, Daddy, Vita flew us out from London and <laughs> we both got pop, like posh seats on the plane. And Vita's like, yes. You know, if you're going to destroy your daughter's dreams, like, is that your story? And he's like, it's not. And immediately calls his boss. He says, that's not my story. Calls his boss. I quit. Yeah. I'm sorry, sir, but you have rent to pay, I'm sure. So that's not realistic. But mm -hmm. Miley is about to go back on stage when Travis stops her and he's like, you remember that crush I had? I lied. I never got over it. <laughs> Woo. They kiss finally. We barely get to see it, though. It's like yeah. we see the back of Travis's head, and then we immediately pan away. Um, we pan back on stage where Miley is in a pantsuit, and she's singing mixed up for the crowd. You can change your hair, and you can change your clothes. Classic. Um, we also see Lorelai and Robbie Ray have a little kiss in the crowd. Apparently, through this benefit concert, they have raised $500,000 to save the town, which, again, Hannah could have donated, but whatever. We also see Lily finds a cute country boy in the crowd. Oh, yeah. And uh, Hannah jams out on the bed of a truck with all of her backup dancers that drives through the crowd. The end. Wowie. <laughs> wow, wowie. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So I have a couple of thoughts. Mm -hmm. The writing, it's pretty bad. Yeah. The direction, pretty bad. Yeah. The acting, I do think that Miley did exactly what they asked her to do. Mm -hmm. Like I, I get the feeling that. You know, if she if the if the fucking director was like, 
I want you to jump here, she'd be like, how high? Yeah, yeah. So that's that, but it was not a good movie. No, it just – because we're missing the heart of, like, what the show was. We don't – like, Miley is so toned down personality-wise in this. And I get it. Like, she's a little bit older, trying to show, like, a more mature Miley, I guess. But, like, it's so far from what her character acts like in the show that it's hard to, like, really connect with her. You have to really rely on the kind of, like – residual love that you have for the character from the show because i think if you just watch this movie without any connection to the show you just watch it as a standalone like you would not be invested in anything yeah i definitely agree because it's so like fleeting and Mm -hmm. not held together really they just didn't give enough space to to develop stuff exactly yeah something i liked about lucy mcguire was like yeah, there, were, there weren't a million things going on. Like, mm-hmm. the major thing was that she was sneaking out to be with Paolo. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, that's all we needed to mm-hmm. just have a small catalyst. Yeah. And then, yeah. So mm-hmm. I didn't appreciate it. Um, what would you rate the movie? <laughs> I don't know. Like a like a five? I'm going to give it a three. I don't know if I'd give it a three. Maybe a f- like a four or a five. I'll go with a four. Just just below average. Um, I'll give it a four. And it's it's a shame because Miley's super talented and like I think that they oh, could have- Oh, I think she's a really great singer. They could have given her a lot more meat to really dig into that they just didn't because they didn't give any time yeah. <laughs> to do anything. They were just trying to do too much. So mm-hmm. it's a shame, but- I do still love the show. I still love, you know, Hannah Montana as a concept, as a as an icon. I love like Hannah Montana's music as well. Yeah. Like really great pop songs. Um, and you know, I still love Miley to this day. Me too. So uh that was Hannah Montana the movie. Um Wild Ride. Yeah, truly a wild ride. Quite the film to kick off season three with, but here we are. <laughs> yeah. I don't have too much to say. I think that we really covered some bangers this month. We had our star dazzle. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking forward to June because we yeah. have a really cool theme month planned. Yes, we're very excited. So if you want to find out more about what is coming in June, you can follow us on Instagram at Movies That Raised Us. You can also follow us on Twitter at MTRU underscore pod. You can follow us on TikTok at Movies That Raised Us pod, or you can send us a good old-fashioned email at Movies That Raised Us at gmail.com. Yes, and we will see you next week for our first June film. I'm Mo. And I'm Christina, and our theme song is by Garrett Schmidt. Bye. Bye.